Welcome to Season 3, Episode 1 of Four Seasons in a Funeral, the show where we go back and watch shows that had four good seasons and an even better fifth season. Today, we are talking about Season 3, Episode 1 of Fringe, Olivia. My name is Nick, and joining me today are David and Charlie. Hey, I'm David. Hey, I'm Charlie. Are you on the right show? <laughs> Nick betraying uh, you... the concept of our <laughs> podcast. What do you guys mean? Are you guys doing the thing again where we're pretending that season five is terrible? Like, come on, guys. <laughs> oh, so God. I was, Nick's, we, Nick's been compromised. We've, we've we got to about this. <laughs> so I was thinking, um, just in case like, we do a show in future or something where season five is good, like, they do have a good season five. So I think what we should do is once we finish Fringe, we should do another show that has five seasons. And rather than say, like, oh, four seasons in a funeral, it's because the last season's bad, just be like, the funeral is because the show ended at season five, right? <laughs> well, no, it, it, season five then, is then, just a celebration of the life of the show. Yeah, then, <laughs> that's then we have... Four seasons in a wake, not a no, funeral. No, no, no. <laughs> no, then, then, we have, then we have four seasons and a farewell. Yeah, but we shouldn't change the name of the show is what I'm saying. No, just, yes. just for, like, five seasons worth of episodes <laughs> yeah, no, we still call it funeral we're just like we're celebrating like it's just because like, it's the show's dying or ending <laughs> i like that as it, a recontextualization instead, of the show instead of instead of four seasons in a funeral it becomes just five seasons in a funeral and it's like but it only had five seasons yes we're, <laughs> we're very sad that it ended in that case can we do parks and rec because it had six seasons, so it could be five seasons at a No, funeral. okay, five no, seasons shows. Five no, seasons. No, no, no. Parks shows. and Rec has seven oh, no. seasons. <laughs> seasons. Also, five <laughs> season shows. That w- that's what we decided. It, it, we, we did decide five season shows, yeah. so no. We already have so many lined up as well as possible contenders. Like oh. beep and beep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, it's been a while since we've done a normal episode. Um, We had our recap episode slash special features, and then we had the four one-shot episodes. So it's been five weeks since we've watched an episode of Fringe. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say I'm I'm really upset that one of you didn't go along with me on the whole gaslighting thing, which was the entire fucking theme (laughs) of this of this episode. Oh, you. (laughs) What are you talking about, Nick? We played along with your joke. Gaslighting isn't isn't real. You made it up. See, I said that. I said that to my girlfriend the other day, and she's like, "Yeah, I did make it up." (laughs) Amazing. I'm like, "Holy shit, that's the perfect response." You're gaslighting me. Gaslighting you. (laughs) That is the power play. (laughs) Uh, So, how has everyone's off season been? Uh, yeah, I'm tired. David, you you've done you've done some stuff, and now, now you me, have to actually do an office job. They have me commuting in for this week, also next week, and it's God. I hate commuting. I forgot how much it sucks. Yeah, yeah. I'm very happy that at the most recent company update meeting, I was like, "Hey, when are we going to be going back into office?" And the response was, "Yeah, we'll talk about that in August slash September." <laughs> And I'm like, sweet, I don't have to buy a car yet. program is out. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, um, but also, Charlie, get, get ready, because all of a sudden it's going to be like, all right, it's like August or September, we're talking about it. Okay, everyone's coming back in a week, right? <laughs> yeah, well, they also mentioned that they were going to expand the, or reduce, I should say, the mandatory in-office days. 
to do like a two from home, three in office type deal, which I'm jazzed about. That that does sound super nice. I kind of hope that that's something that comes out of this entire thing. Yeah, there's a lot more talk about like optional in office days and like a four day work week going around, which is nice. Yeah, I just think it's there's good things and bad things about it. I think the work from home like sort of mindset isn't set for enough people in that um, the separation between work hours and like off hours aren't very firm. Yeah, and so you have people sending. Yeah, you have people sending emails that are like critical at like seven p.m. And it's like, yeah, but uh, I got off work two hours ago. I'm not answering this. <laughs> like, yeah, if yeah. you have someone sending like a critical email at seven, it either needs to be I'm on call and I've agreed to be yeah. reachable, or you're gonna have to wait till eight a.m. Yeah, especially for salaried employees, where it's like there isn't actually like hours right for yeah. your job. Like you're just on salary, so it's like. The expectation, especially because of the cutout commute time, like be like, hey, when you wake up, you should be at your desk like at like 730 because you don't have the commute or anything. It's just the expectations I feel are not as healthy anymore <laughs> when it comes yeah. to work life balance. Um, well, well, OK, so here's, here's what I'm going to say about that. The expectations are more American um, as someone who's seen some people who work on the whole american side of things it's insane how different it is compared to um canadian the um values essentially that they put in office work um and how you essentially don't have um away time <laughs> yeah and that's kind of what we seem to be leaning towards with this I whole just, thing which is scary. yeah i just don't think it's very healthy like you gotta have your off time and your on time and you gotta like have that firm separation as well. The so other it's, thing, it's, it's super unhealthy for and sure. And it's real, it's real bad, especially because it's pandemic time right now. So people are overworking and like trying to overcompensate for it because you don't yeah. have the option to go in. And so you're like, oh, I, uh, it's pandemic time. I got to work my hardest. And so the, the issue is that's just going to become norm once pandemic time's over. It's just like, yeah. hey, you did this for a year. Why are, why are you stopping? Like almost two years now. Like you're going to be hey. two years of working from home and always being on. And then it's yeah. like, when that becomes the other, norm. the other this thing is why I've I'm seen, hoping to join after the pandemic's over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I've seen thrown around is, uh, for us because we're in Canada, obviously, um, company big tech companies in Toronto, if they start doing permanent remote positions, are suddenly going to realize, hey, we don't have to pay Toronto livable wages. We can pay someone who lives well outside of Toronto in a much lower rent or I mortgage mean, area. And they can save costs that way. And like, I'm so like, I'm getting paid. Here's the cool thing. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead, Charlie. I'm I'm getting paid by a company in Mississauga, but I don't have to live in Mississauga right now. Yeah. So that's saving me a bunch of money because Mississauga is an expensive area to live in. Yeah. So here's, here's the cool thing is, um, we at the very least partially get to determine that, uh, yes. As, I mean, as employees. Yes, but also Toronto already on a global scale has some of the lowest pay for tech jobs in comparison to education requirements. Like yes. the yep. ratio wise, Toronto is like one of the worst places in the world for the amount of training and education you need to get a tech job versus pay. Like so and the I fact that they're people, gonna lower it, it doesn't help. Like, I blame people like Nick for that, going out and getting a master's degree, making all of those bachelors <laughs> look bad. <laughs> 
listen, you guys decided that you were going to go into the field where you only needed a bachelor's. And I said, fuck you. I'm going to go into a field where I probably still need a master's and then I'm going to go get one, but it's going to be in tech. I'm going to devalue your bachelor's degree by getting a master's. Yeah, just we should all switch to a business route, guys. Let's all just go in, let's all just go straight into the business route. Just go back at your MBA. It'll be great. Um, <laughs> but also, like David is like us with engineers, that like raises your like average annual pay by so much. I know it does. The engineering degree it's, is already such a such a great um, entry point to basically anything, though. Wow, and fucking then, and, but, but then you add an MBA, and it adds like twenty k to your starting salary. It's insane. Yep. 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 <sighs> Should have done engineering, dude. Comp- it was me with a comp sci degree. <laughs> uh, I got a job first, though, so I went. I mean, right? That's how that worked. I mean, technically, I got a job first. And then Sorry, I got a full time permanent there position go. first. There we go. There okay. we go. Okay. The, the qualification <laughs> has been placed on it. <laughs> uh, okay. Right. Shall we get to the actual episode now? Yeah. Why, why don't I read a TV guide? It'll be great. Um, man, it's been a while. Um, all right. The TV guide for this episode reads, In the third season premiere, Olivia struggles to free herself from the alternate universe, while her auburn-haired co- counterpart... What the fuck? Uh, while her <laughs> auburn-haired counterpart works alongside the oblivious Peter and Walter. This, God, that you can TV tell it's been a long time since I've read like, a TV guide. Yeah, that TV guide makes it really seem like there'll be like an A and a B plot, um, but like... <laughs> there there, there definitely really. is an A plot. There's like, there's a hint of a B plot, but it's at the very end of the episode. We'll we'll get there when we get there. It's it's great though. <laughs> so uh, the episode starts and we sort of open with um, just some immense gaslighting. <laughs> like oh god, yeah, a legendary level of gaslighting going on against Olivia. So the one thing I'll say is that maybe this psychologist doesn't actually know about the whole alternate universe side of things and doesn't yeah, realize this. But that's but... worse. <laughs> like, you'd realize that's... how that's even worse because like this is like, yes. full on just you're crazy. Like this is That's two levels of gaslighting because they're gaslighting the psychiatrist and the gaslit psychiatrist is now gaslighting Olivia. Um, I thought this was really interesting because it reeks of sort of comparisons with um, Walter and the St. Clairs and his entire thing. Oh, that's I, true. I really yep. thought there was going to be a reveal at some point where they pull out of like the counseling ward and they show that it's the alternate St. Clairs God, that she's see, in. That would have so been, been really smart writing. <laughs> and then it starts with season three starts with Olivia and St. Clairs in the alternate universe, which I thought would have been awesome. Um, and then you could even have a scene of Walternate coming to get her. Yeah, like just basically reverse season one. God, uh, David, that would have been such a good scene. Why travel back to <laughs> 2010 <laughs> and write that into this script? Because that's really where I thought it was going. And I was like, that, this is genius as well, because this works as perfect like torture slash interrogation. Because the entire time they're having that sequence where we have um, her talking to the therapist or psychologist about it and she starts like asking like oh peter you mentioned peter when you got passed out where is he now like that's when i started like i don't know if the psychologist therapist is aware or not because it does sound like she's also doing some interrogation right 
It does. Yeah. It's it's a very it's a very weird sort of thing where like I if she if she knows she's playing it really well. Um yeah. but yeah. It's it's a it's a good scene. And it's um yeah, it Is... really sort of reminds you like you know because it, it if if we're actually you know talking about this in terms of like you know real time it was probably what like four six months since the season finale of season two. Oh yeah um, and this yeah. really hammers in um where we're starting season three <laughs> this serves yeah. the great meta reminder as well because they do the great thing which is like please explain who you are and what's going on and what do you do <laughs> <laughs> yes and who, these are all the characters here who are holding up pictures do you know these people <laughs> Yeah, and then but they like, even hey, good for them. It's way less in your face than a lot of them because they actually play it into the scene better. Season yeah. two's I think had the worst, where they're like reviewing Fringe Division or something. No, that was that was season one right after the pilot. Oh, okay, right, okay, right. Yeah, season one, one right after the pilot was bad. <laughs> that was like they had a council for the pattern that never comes up again. Yeah, and it was literally just Broyles explaining who everyone is and what yeah. they do. They're like, this is Peter Bishop. He's almost as smart as his father. And you're like, eh, okay. Um, but e- e- back to the the therapy session, I guess. They even highlight differences between uh, Bolivia and Olivia, where um, it's like, oh, hey, here you are with a Marksman Award for really good shooting. It and wasn't just Olivia- a Marksman Award, by the way. That was the Olympic gold medal for marksmanship. Oh, was yes. it? Yeah, they mention oh. it later that she's like an Olympic gold medal winner. <laughs> it's not just which, like, hey, you did real good. It's like, nah, you won the fucking gold medal at the Olympics. Which yeah. I really like because it's just off of what there actually is in the Olympics. Because there's skeet shooting in the Olympics, which is yeah. insane to me. Uh, <laughs> I, and instead of skeet shooting, it's just literally marksmanship. Like, man, this ultra universe is hardcore. <laughs> Yeah. Also, but, can, yeah, can we, can Olivia. We, can we, can we, as, oh. as this episode goes, I just love all of all that they bring into the alternate universe. Like just right off the bat, with even just the marksmanship there. But the entire episode, oh, it's so good. <laughs> there's there's a lot of really good details here where it's yes, uh, set designers really get a bulk of the praise for a lot of this. I think even because it it pans out and uh, Walternate is watching this entire session on a on a video screen and he pauses and closes it and it shows the department of defense logo and it's like a captain america shield with two swords crossed over it oh i didn't see Which, that like even the even the symbols <laughs> even the symbols are like yeah more aggressive and more militaristic here and it does a really good job of just subtly telling like a background story of the alternate universe's history yeah because I definitely let me agree. see if I can find it, but I'm pretty sure the Department of Defense, in real life, but, their logo is, yeah, it's in it's the bald eagle with the shield, but it doesn't have yeah. stars on it, and it's carrying a bunch of arrows. So it's it just completely different, and it's still really well thought out. But hey, while while all that's going along and Walter is reviewing, uh, he's having a conversation with um, Charlie's favorite character. Brandon! Oh my fucking god. Brandon I can't believe Brandon made it into the alternate universe. And I can't believe he and Astrid swapped um, neurodivergent <laughs> status. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon's the best, and he's trying to um, 
he's trying to convince Walter Nerd, like, hey, uh, I know that us trying to implant memories in, of our Olivia into their Olivia aren't working. But uh, if you give her another, she uh, she might die. Yeah, and Walter's is... like, that's a risk I'm willing to take. This is where I Walter is like, I why like... would I care about this Olivia? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, this is fucked up, guys. They're literally like implanting other Olivia's memories. <laughs> like, holy shit. Yep. I don't um... know if they. I... It. What is it? Explain. It's like lymphocytes where did they extract like brain matter from olivia and are like yeah sure these neurons are memories squish <laughs> it's listen it is fringe science again um like, some that kind is all of you fringe. need to think about they're yeah. they're going off of crazy things like m- like the immune response with like memory t-cells and things like that and they're like, like all right let's uh there was something about the blood frame barrier as well, or some shit. Well, well yeah, well, but it is beta so they, lymphocytes, is what they are, but it's what they yeah. call them here. But they're, uh, they're in a in a spooky red container. It's great. And why would they um, be injected into her arm? I don't understand that. Well, uh, so you, well, lymphocytes okay, are actually, white blood cells, so yes, they're that's reintroducing what I mean about this whole this all being an immune response thing. <laughs> but how does that? Listen, Don't fringe, worry about it. If, fringe science. If you know fringe basic science. biology, this fringe science should annoy you. Listen, I'm going to just not think about it too hard um, <laughs> as we cut back to Olivia um, being woken up from her um, prison cell, which is just a, a dark room with literally no lights anywhere, um, and being dragged out in probably maybe the middle of the night. Um, who knows? Um, well, she asks, like, is it, yeah, she asks, is it dinner already? And the soldier's like, afraid not. <laughs> and carries her up to a spooky medical room where we, where we get to see Brandon doing what Brandon loves best. Um, Unethical science. Almost murdering people. <laughs> <laughs> they also do a good job with the, the makeup because, so Olivia gets the needle in her arm and which we learned from John Noble and the property master. That's just got a spring in it, so the needle doesn't actually go in your arm. Look, see, I can stab myself so many times. Stab and stab. And we do get to see this uh, happen again, because Olivia starts complaining that she can't breathe. And then the two doctors, like absolute idiots, start to remove her restraints. Restraints. And, and instead she... of instead of kneeling on her neck like they should have, right? Oh, dude. <laughs> they're, they're doctors, not police officers. Oh. But yeah, no, you see a whole bunch of needle marks in a in Olivia's uh, arm, suggesting they've done this more than once. But yeah, she fakes having a seizure and then uh, rips the needle over her arm and stabs Brandon in the neck with it. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's Which, really good. Which, like, you have to stab and pull, though, because, like, it's a needle. It's designed to go in you. You gotta, like, actually do some damage with it. Um, And then she, like, throat chops uh an mp it steals his gun yeah like, you might have it, like collapsed his his throat there like you you might have killed him and it was at this point that i got worried that we were in for bound two where we were gonna have an amazing escape escape sequence followed by a completely terrible episode no this is what this not. is they they took the mistakes of bound and learn from them because the entire episode is based around Olivia being captured. What a fucking yes. concept. It's, it's, it's incredible, good. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, because hey, Olivia um, escapes from the lab and then she finds out she's on uh, Liberty Island and is like, fuck it, I'll jump into the water at night. Bitch, I can swim. 
<laughs> and also, I guess, survive in sub-zero water temperatures, I'm sure. Like, that water has to be freezing cold. Nah, it could be, it could be summer there. You don't know. Um, I think even in the summer, it's freezing cold that far out. Right? No. Like, um, in the summer, she could probably do it. Now, the fact that what she's been going through over the past couple months means probably not, actually, but it's fine. Um... <laughs> This did premiere in September, so I'm going to say uh, the water would be the warmest then. Yes, we'll go water with the would be strong. Nice and warm, then. I mean, we could echo what Broil says later, and it's like, if anyone could survive this, I would bet Olivia could. And you're like, really? Because this <laughs> doesn't seem like it. It would be a person-specific thing. Also, later on in the episode, we learn that Broyles knows what's sort of going on about the memory implanting. So, yeah. like. You don't know this, what this Olivia is capable of. Well, she ah, also... Because that's our cold open is her jumping into the water. Mm-hmm. She also manages to swim from Liberty Island to mainland New York with the gun. Yes. Yep. And she's Olivia, in a hospital Olivia, gown. It's also Olivia like morning insane. when she... It's also like the sun's out also. Yeah. In the next scene. So how long was she swimming for? Ah, uh, she's been evading capture for a while. Also, David, did you did you record all of the different words in the in the opening here? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> well, there's there's some good ones like pandemic. Um, oh, <laughs> is is in there? Um, what what was another good one? Transcendence for some reason uh, was in there. It was just 2020 in there? <laughs> uh, no, but retrocognition uh, was in there. Which is actually sort of useful for this episode. <laughs> oh. So, um, the they show they reveal she's on Liberty Island by showing the um, Statue of Liberty, which is the shiny sort of copper clean version, right? Why yes. do you think yes. um, the Statue of Liberty is clean in the Ultra Universe? <laughs> like, because they know where to put their money, and their money is to hire like a hundred people to keep the Statue of Liberty like clean at all times. Because that must be so expensive, right? Like, it's or surrounded developed, by salt water. Or Walternate developed something, like, absolutely terrifying and released it in the air. But hey, it keeps all uh, brass clean now. <laughs> Maybe. Don't, don't worry about how it takes, like, ten years off your life of expectancy. Look at, look at how shiny our Statue of Liberty is now. Maybe Freedom. they varnished it. Okay, so... <laughs> Um, there, it's not out of outrageous to suggest someone could swim from Liberty Island to New York Harbor. Okay. Uh, there was a 20th anniversary 9-11 swim, uh, this year it's dated September, 2021. It is a 2.2 mile swim. Uh, all participants must prove. Uh, of recent comparable open water swim experience and must swim at a pace of 30 minutes per mile or faster. So it's like about an hour, hour and a half Damn, swim. That's, that's, a, that's actually a solid pace that they're telling people to keep there. Yeah, dude, um, 30 minutes. Good on them. Yeah. Um, what's the total distance? 2.2 miles. 2.2 miles. That's, what is that uh, that's essentially the Iron Man. That's essentially the Iron Man swim portion. 3.5 kilometers. Okay, that's not too bad then. Like that's totally that's like doable for it's very a human. Doable. Yeah. 
But um, I feel like that's a human who has been conditioned for open water swims for a while. And has and been training and isn't and, just recovering and from isn't several a trained sketchy. sniper instead of a trained yeah. swimmer. Or also hasn't been in experiments. Hasn't been in captivity for a couple months. Hasn't been fed probably the best food. You know, yeah, there's a whole bunch of problems with this <laughs> aside from just the distance. At least but we Olivia know the distance is, is reasonable. Yeah, Olivia is just really good at her job. <laughs> Continues to be very good at her job. And hey, yeah, let's and open up. Let's open up to uh, fancy alternate New York, um, where we learn of the hit musical Dogs. <laughs> yep. Is it also by Andrew Lloyd Webber? I, I hope don't so. Know. Are dogs also jellical, or did he come up with another made-up word? <laughs> well, so Cats is based off of a series of poems, so I assume dogs would also have to be based off a series of poems. <laughs> it's also important to note that the other fun thing that's on the little, like, taxi cab ad there is now in its 18th year, dogs. Yeah. Oh, God. And hey. Okay, they're not going to be Jellicles. I think if dogs had the same vibe as Cats, but, like, was about <laughs> dogs... It would have to be about how much they love to have sex outside. But that's what Cats was about. That's all I got from the movie. <laughs> yeah, but like Cats is like, oh, we're so mysterious. Dogs would just have to be like super upfront about it. Like We like to sniff butts. Is that a stick? All the songs end like abruptly and jump into a different song because the dogs keep getting distracted by stuff. They're like, oh, I love outside. I love it. Is that a squirrel? <laughs> That'd be great. We should write those. Sounds like... No, it's what... already been made. Yeah, it's already been made. I bet the movie came out first in that universe, and then they created the musical. Everything in this universe, adaptations happen backwards. So it's, it's a movie first and then a book. <laughs> Based off the best-selling movie. Oh man, uh, did you read the book adaptation of The Hobbit? Uh, it's such a shame that they shrunk the book down. <laughs> it lost so much of the original material. Can't believe they turned three movies into one book. God, how could they do that? Look at how look at how small this is. How could they fit all that content in? Don't did you, you see how awesome, much? Oh, don't you remember that awesome barrel escape scene? It's like a paragraph in the book. <laughs> Well, so it's important to note that a picture a picture is known as a like a picture is the same as a thousand words, right? So I expect a thousand words a frame in my books oh, adaptations. Oh my god! Oh. Did you see how much J.K. padded Order the Phoenix? That movie wasn't worth eight hundred pages. That's that's because J.K. believes in a picture is worth a fifteen hundred words, not a thousand. Man, she just wants Rings... to add her own ideas, so she added that stupid death day party. Man, the Lord of the Rings books were stupid. Who cares about Tom Bombadil? <laughs> <laughs> but so this would have to hold for other stuff too. Like Star Wars was a series of novels that then got adapted, right? Everything's just backwards. Yeah, everything's yes. backwards. The Star Wars Christmas. Uh, um, can we just spend the rest of the time working through this? <laughs> Oh man, the, the prequels are really much good. more beloved because you can get more across. Oh no, the wise. prequels came out first. Well, no, prequels Definitely. came out first, which is why. No, 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 it's, the sequels it... came out first. No, no, I think they started at episode seven. No, I think the way it works is the prequels <laughs> came out first, then the sequels, then the original trilogy, and everyone hates the original trilogy. <laughs> 
God, Luke's Luke's such Luke's a very I'm just imagining God. the Madman who goes. I'm just imagining the Madman who goes. Oh yeah, we're gonna start with episode seven, then we'll do eight, nine, and then we're gonna do one through six in order. Oh, they had Obi Wan make a throwaway Clone Wars reference in episode four just to tie it to the episode two. <laughs> I no, I love the idea of one, two, three, seven, eight, nine, and then like four, five, six is the most nonsense order you could do. <laughs> They butchered Luke's character in 456. He was so nonchalant and didn't care about the Jedi. <laughs> I'm just, God, I'm just imagining if someone, if someone released episode one, episode two, episode three of a movie, and then they're like, all right, and then they're like, cool, we're going to make another trilogy. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, episode seven. And they're like, wait, no, no. Okay, but where do, where do Solo and like Rogue One fall in there? <laughs> Do they um, do they push out Solo first so that they're like Han Solo is going to be a huge character? I think Solo no so so it's definitely prequel trilogy, sequel trilogy, then Solo comes out, then Rogue One as like f- connections two, four, five, six. Mm, they're hyping <laughs> rather up than four, the five, other way six. around. Yeah. Okay. And they're yeah, like, man, Solo was so great. Oh, what the fuck? He Han sucks in the original trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't do anything with with. <laughs> Jay, with Boba Fett's character, he was so good in The Mandalorian. What about this AI he had in Han Solo? Why, why isn't that talked about at all in 456? <laughs> Talk about lost plot threads. God, HH, why are you so bad at all of this stuff? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I would love that so much. <laughs> I want to live in that universe for a day. Do you? Yeah. Anakin's descent into Darth Vader was so believable. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Anyhow, yeah, we're in Manhattan. And Olivia gets into a cab and holds up a cab driver. And he's like, you gotta show me, you show me. And she's like, how about I show you this gun? Here's my fucking show me. Bang, bang. He's he's like, all right, let's get going then. (laughs) All right, I guess I'll use mine. Oh, um, and yeah, yeah. They're, they're then, on the road. We get our we get our cool side character for the episode. He is a good side driver. character too. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Broyles is like, hey, I'm at Liberty Island, alternate, and the like Coast Guard is like, no, no human being could survive this. But I bet you Olivia could. <laughs> and then, uh, Bishop's like, yeah, find her. We we need her for stuff. And then we're back in the cab, and the dude's like, why are you in a hospital gown? Seems kind of weird. Why are you holding a gun to me? Don't get me clothes. (laughs) Don't ask questions. Take us to a store. Buy me clothes. Give me a show me. I know where your family lives. (laughs) (laughs) I'll kill your family. The dude's just like, yep, okay, yeah, I understand. I'll do whatever you say. (laughs) Just uh, eyes forward, hands on the wheel. Everything's fine. We're cool, right? (laughs) And then we we see Lincoln. He's alive. Kind of wish he was dead. I I assume so. They mention half like they mention half handedly that he needs to go back into like the chamber at some point. So I assume eventually he'll get back to normal. He's just like midway through his healing process. Yeah, he but is, like uh, it looks not rough. looking super good. No, 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 no. He- Oddly enough, he kind of looks like Hayden Christensen while he was burned up in episode three. <laughs> Do you think this is all just a Star Wars reference? 
this was JJ's like, you have to make the makeup look like this. I'm trying to get episode seven. <laughs> a full like ten years before he got episode seven. Oh. Oh yeah. Um he's definitely doing some good exercises while the person beside him spins around in a cool bubble machine. Yeah, yep. I want one of those. Which is definitely standard issue um, for for what they're doing there. Well, the I think isn't that that's that's like conditioning for um, pilots, isn't it? Just to get you used to like um, like dizziness. No, there's was... different stuff for G forces. Yeah, but this is assuming... just to make you condition so you don't get as dizzy. I'm assuming yeah. that what happened with her is something insane with her inner ear, so she's just like completely fucked all the time. So it's like, all right, let's make you dizzy, and then it's fine again. <laughs> I think they used to do that. I don't think they do it anymore. Yeah, who knows? It looks fun though. Yeah, there wasn't it enough looks evidence fun that until it you realize that that person probably had to do that for like twenty cuts of that. Do you think? <laughs> I feel like you could do that in one take. Uh, but you always take a, another ten for uh, for safety. <laughs> <laughs> just to, just to make her throw up. Yep. We're yeah. not stopping. <laughs> we're not stopping until she throws up. Because <laughs> someone let me out. No. Keep it rolling. <laughs> but yeah, Francis shows up and makes. It, they're just horrible jokes, but for some reason, the physio nurse laughs at Lincoln's. It's like, knock, knock, and oh, nobody's there because you're so ugly. Well, I think you can see on her expression that she looks like, oh, fuck, what are you doing? And then Lincoln <laughs> sort of laughs and says a joke back. And so she, I think it's more like a nervous, like, oh, oh, thank God. <laughs> no, her, her laugh at Lincoln's joke seems genuine. In that, hey, you tickle the worms inside Francis's body and see which end farts. So you are know you which sh- end's which. <laughs> I think that's part of it, though, is the, hey, this burn victim is making a joke at the person who just laughed at him for calling him ugly. <laughs> I'm not going to, like, not laugh along. Like, I mean, you totally could. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, so they oh, sort of... By, by the uh, way, because we, we skipped it over. We skipped it over real quick. When he goes, um, when the tax driver goes and, like, gets the clothes, we also get the, like, cut for the best advertisement um, with... Gladderflug, daily flights to the moon. Don't oh, give her diamonds. Wow. Give her the moon. Huh. Because, huh. yeah, they, they, they have in 2010 in the alternate universe, daily flights to the moon. Um, and it decided to they... one-up the, uh, the jewelry business. Do, do you think they do it with, with Zeppelins? Uh, the no, they, the show the Zeppelins. They, they, they show a jet plane. They show a jet plane, which is even better because it's not a it's not like a it's not a shuttle or anything. Nope, it's just straight up a jet plane. <laughs> oh jeez! Like it just is this looks where like Elon Musk got the idea for SpaceX? Because he was so. watching like, Fringe and was like, "Wait a minute, I could These do motherfuckers this." Motherfuckers had it in their alternate universe ten years before. What the fuck? <laughs> More valuable than diamonds? I need it. Yeah, and um. Lincoln's wearing a cool, like, fringe division shirt, almost as cool as someone else's fringe division shirt. I don't know. That, that fringe division shirt is pretty cool. Hey, yours has the logo on it. And you Listen, only got it, like, looks like it's two months. Issue. You only got it, like, a month and a half after Christmas. 
audience uh for you for you that don't understand what's happening um charlie's uh girlfriend got uh nick for our secret santa group and she got him a fringe division t-shirt it was however delivered two months after christmas because of uh current pandemic stuff also we were moving yes also she didn't order it until like <laughs> also she yeah. didn't order it until literally what what like the last person was like oh cool i got mine every <laughs> single time someone was like oh hey got my secret santa present she's like shit i should buy mine and i was like yeah you should and then it would wait and she go shit i should buy mine <laughs> yeah it was it was really good <laughs> But hey, I, I appreciate it. It was a good shirt. And now it appears that um, I'm most likely going to get something fringe-related next year because that's what's happened two years in a row. On the bright side, I have a feeling that that first, uh, first uh, Secret Santa gift is kind of what started this whole podcast thing. Yes. Yes. Well, uh, 100%. Because 100%. Because you got yeah. season one for Secret Santa, and then we started watching it. <laughs> and then we were talking... Because you were starting to get into Fringe and Nick and I were like, well, the fifth season's quite shit. Yeah. And then over sushi, that entire discussion happened. Well, no. And then David was like, I'm so pissed. There's no, there's no podcasts for Fringe. Which there are. I, I just couldn't podcast. find them. Yeah. <laughs> Shockingly, it's hard to find podcasts from 10 years ago. <laughs> it's true. That's why we have ours, audience. Yes. <laughs> Listen, audience, we found a void. Shows that are shows that are super old because their podcasts are all gone. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Anyhow, Broyles comes up and tells Lincoln and Francis that, hey, Dunham's on the loose. She's kind of had a psychotic break, but we're going to try and capture her. Yeah. And th- Francis is like, hey, we're going to go. Bye, Lincoln. And Lincoln's like, I got six more hours of freedom before I got to go back in my pod. Let's go <laughs> catch her. Um, I'm coming with. Yeah, I may then, look like a walking nightmare, but I'm coming with you. <laughs> and I feel like a walking nightmare. Yeah, that would not be comfy. No, like you can feel like it looks. The makeup's really good, and it looks like his skin is very tight. Like it would yeah. be uncomfortable to talk. Yep. I wouldn't go out. I would stay in my chamber. <laughs> yeah, it it doesn't seem seem good. Yeah, but but David, if you were told that you could work from home every day of your life, I'd do it. <laughs> exactly what do you mean <laughs> um and yeah where are we, we? Uh, well we um, cut back to we cut back to the cab driver um and they're trying to figure out where to go and olivia's like i got it go to this address and the guy's like all righty i guess we'll go there uh, and it turns out that that is the um uh the theater where uh olivia well was supposed to travel back yeah, the uh, opera house. Yes, the opera house. Yeah. But he also does Sorry, did you mention the tattoo? Yes. Oh, we do get okay. the we do get the scene yeah. with the tattoo. So while yeah. she's changing into her new clothes, um Henry, the cab driver's I guess perving on her or something. And <laughs> he notices that she has a uh, sun tattoo on the back of her neck, which we've previously seen on faux Olivia. <gasps> and her nerd boyfriend. Yes. Yes, because they're weird and got matching tattoos. That's definitely not a cult thing. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. It'd be weirder if it wasn't a cult thing, I think. <laughs> yes. Uh, Nick, do you have the episode up right now? Uh, I do have the episode up right now. 
So the scene where Broyles, Francis, and Lincoln are like in a locker room or something talking. Yeah. They show a shot of Broyles and you see like nameplates on the cabinets. One is A. Alberts. There's one that's just out of out of focus. If this was filmed in BC, doesn't that look a lot like R. Luongo? Probably. I cannot see it close enough. It looks like G.I. at the end, and that's the only part messing with me. But I swear to God, that's Roberto Luongo's cabinet. <laughs> if they if they filmed this in the Canucks fucking, like, it, it, very nice extra facility? They might have. Who knows? That'd be really funny, though. Uh, timeline does line up. Luongo did play for the Canucks at that point. Oh, this is hockey talk, guys. Yes, this is this is hockey talk. This is that, hockey that, talk. So we will. We that's will all I wanted to it. know. I cannot confirm whether that looks like Luongo or not. So I, I got yeah. nothing for you. Um, but yeah, uh, let's cut to the opera house and uh, let's talk about the fact that Olivia has threatened the uh, safety of this man's children now. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> she's like, hey. Children. <laughs> She's like, um, she hands him back a show me, right? And is this the part where she hands it back to show me? Is like, hey, if I'm not back in 15, you can go away. Oh, no. She, she took a brief look at the show me and then went, cool, here you go. Uh, I, know, I know everything about you now. Um, that was <laughs> well, a while ago. But at this well, point, no, he's like, hey, is, what's going to stop No, me? no, no. Like, she, yeah. she hands it back to him. Because they arrive at the opera house. She hands yeah, it back to him. And it's like, okay, if I'm not back in 15 minutes, you can go. And he's like, well, why can't I just leave right now? And then she recites it back exactly what's on the card to him. Yeah. She's like, hey, fuck with me. Trouble will find you. AKA, I'll Uh, kill your wife and daughter. I do really like that they have the, like, chip technology on these show-me's as well that we have in, like, all of our, like, bank cards and things. Not in Uh, the States. Yeah, no, exactly. That's what I love about it. uh, Aren't Uh, they starting to get chip and pin? Yeah, they started introducing chip and pin like two years ago, which is so, the wildest so when I, thing. When to I me. did my when I did my trip down to uh, down to Yellowstone um, back in the summer of 2019, I most of the places I went to, if I was like, "Hey, can I tap?" They'd look at me like I was insane. <laughs> it's well, of course they don't have. They're just getting chip and pin technology, Nick. <laughs> no, but it, it really technology. seems like they're going to do a full jump and basically skip chip and pin and go straight into tap. Because, uh, like, you have tap on your phones now, and it's being heavily promoted in the States. But I remember I used to work at my town's marina, and we're right on Lake Ontario, so you have people coming over from, like, Buffalo, New York. And they check into the marina, and we're like, okay, chip in the bottom. They're like, chip? And we're like, what's one of those? Uh, swipe on the side. And you look at your seat, and you're like, shit, um, I need your signature now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever swiped a card i i've swiped a card when i was a kid and then i i think i've signed a receipt twice also david that is a total lie you know where you swiped a card when we were in first year and you had to swipe to get your food for yeah but that doesn't count i mean like a bank (laughs) card dude (laughs) wait you had to swipe to get your to use your meal plan cards i thought they also had tap there they did also have Some tap. Of them. Some, <laughs> Some of them, them had, had swipe. Our meal plan cards were more advanced. 
they also oh man i remember in first year i was waiting to get a photo taken for my um for my uh student card and just some dude walked in and be like hey so i can't get into the building and he had uh hole punched his card so he could put it on the lanyard and i'm just like man you're stupid oh no They give you a yeah. holder for that. Yep, and he hole punched it, and just the person going, you know, there's a chip in here, right? Like that's how it works. <laughs> you can't hole punch it. He's oh like, well, I no! I learned all these cool things for my family about hole punching cards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really good. All right, let's let's actually talk about the opera house now. Uh, oh man, dude, we're 48 minutes in. Let's get through this. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So Olivia tries to go in the opera house, but a cop, I think it's the same cop from the season finale previously, is like, oh, hey, Agent Dunham didn't recognize you. We got to get the fuck out of here because the protocols are in place. And she's like, yeah, cool. I'm just going head in real quick. And he's like, excuse me? And then the opera no, house, like, do, do you not see all up. these protesters behind us? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> protesting against amber and then she's like the what now and then the the building is quarantined and ambered up either i'm assuming this is walternate doing it preventing her from possibly leaving i'm also assuming that they were like huh this this area still seems pretty unstable almost like it's had like people hop through it twice (laughs) yeah they're like the other side can invade through here so let's seal it up um and then we get um we get human computer farnsworth looking at some matrices of numbers and going, oh, there's like a 7% chance she's going to come in here aggressively and try and kill any everyone. And I'm like, that's a very... Honestly, that's a high percentage chance that Olivia will try to shoot up the Department of Defense. Uh, considering <laughs> considering she's pretty sure that... Uh, like she To Astrid, this is still just their regular Olivia, not the Olivia yeah. from the other side, but she's like, yep, there's there's going to be like, you know, well, no, it was a seven. It was like seven percent chance that she'll come in peacefully. Eleven percent chance she'll come in hostile. Yep. Yeah. It's like, hmm. Those are. Uh, I like those odds. <laughs> Interesting. Glad to hear that the the whole aggro over here is uh, continuing on with you know the people you employ. Yeah. Um. And I think it was a a bunch more where it's like she'll return to the amphitheater or the opera house where her her trauma occurred or she'll try and head to she rhymes off a couple more locations and then someone negates all of that and is like hey she was seen at the opera house well yeah because because the opera house is the second one and the first one is she'll try and leave the country and they're like all right time to go stop everyone from leaving the country mainly people that look like olivia (laughs) and then someone comes (laughs) is like actually it was the whole opera house the whole time the first time the first time white people will be stopped for random security searches (laughs) i just just really like the i just really like the idea because that entire sequence there felt like like david when you're running D &D with us and you give us like a bunch of different options and we're like all right let's go inside the frog's mouth that has to be the one (laughs) no you guys just choose an option that i didn't know existed is what happens (laughs) it's the magic of the game yay Uh um but yeah then let's um Olivia is back in the cab and Henry takes a call from his wife and Olivia's like, remember, I'll kill your family if you give me up. And he's like, yeah, yeah, my wife's real cool, though. And Olivia's like, I almost had a wife. His name was Peter. (laughs) That is the that is the subtext of this entire scene. No, that's the line verbatim is I almost had a wife. His name is Peter. He's the reason I'm in this universe. (laughs) 
<laughs> I can't wait to get back to wife him. <laughs> uh, I'm sure. I'm sure he's upset about my absence. <laughs> Oh. I'm sure they're all so concerned about that the fact that I'm not there right now. They're they're working on a way to get me back as we speak. I just gotta just gotta do this. Uh. Yeah. Um. But then Olivia's like, okay, we're gonna go to uh, Massive Dynamic, and she rhymes off an address. And Henry's like, I don't know what the fuck Massive Dynamic is, but we need gas. Um. So they arrive at Shexon Gas Station. <laughs> And suddenly the set design the set design seems a little bit more lazy until you realize it is Shell Exxon. Um and then Olivia takes the car key and then goes and does what any reasonable person would do in this situation, cry in a gas station bathroom. Yep, which looks just as sanitary as every gas station bathroom ever. Yeah. Uh, but hey, maybe you could get the egg salad sandwich and get super worms. Yay. Um, but yeah, after after a good healthy cry in the bathroom, uh Olivia comes out and is like, Alright, time to time to go and terrorize a cab driver again for a little while. Um, oh oh hey Lincoln. <laughs> Hi, horrifying friend that I've never met before. Oh god, who are you? What happened? <laughs> oh god, it's a monster. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. <laughs> oh, you should be in the Jahari window. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> Shockingly, she doesn't just murder him immediately. Uh, she should have. Uh, and instead decides to hold a conversation with him, you know, at gunpoint, but still a conversation, sort of. Um, he does most of the talking, but it's it's a conversation. Uh, yeah, and then she's um, like, okay, I'm just going to pull my gun out now. Yeah, and it's like, all right. Cab driver, it's time to go. Uh, start the car as a, as another. As, uh, yeah, as, as another two more agents pull up. up. Yeah. Yo, I don't and know why she... Lincoln's here by himself. Does anyone know how Lincoln got there first by himself? Like, why is he driving the car by himself right now? <laughs> who who knows? The plot demanded it. Yes. Um. But yeah, then Olivia, while walking to the cab, makes two incredible shots. Yep. Like, through two windows to hit one agent while walking past, like, the gas station pumps and then hits the other one. And then... Absolutely annihilates them. Yeah. And then Frances shows up. Well, sorry. First, she locks Lincoln in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. She, like, forces him in the washroom and then there's a skid nearby and she jams the door. And then Francis is there and is like, hey, maybe don't shoot me. And she's like, cool, I won't shoot you. I'll shoot the giant propane tank behind you. Have fun in the healing chamber of Lincoln. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, listen, we know that they can sustain massive fire damage and survive. So this is fine. My my problem with this. As long as I only light my friend on fire, it's all good. This is like a a Hollywood explosion, though, because she just it looks like she just shoots like the pressure gauge, Mm -hmm. which wouldn't. But man, that pressure gauge was stopping some some real shit from happening. Yeah, Uh... I I guess it like cracked open the pressure gauge and then there was a spark and in. But then if that really important that we get a stunt double to drive the taxi cab through a wall of fire, um, which was the entire point (laughs) of that scene. 
They have yes. really, really low uh, safety standards in the outer universe when it comes to a uh, pressurized, pressurized <laughs> gas. So, uh, yeah, they're always on the cusp of exploding. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, they, they get away and the Henry's like, that's a hell of a shot. You're a really good shot. You might be an Olympic level sharpshooter, right? And she's like, no, no, I'm not. No, no I'm no, terrible. I'm not. All three of those were uh, lucky shots. Which I do say, Olivia's not a bad shot. She did nail those two shapeshifters in the head, like from her hip that one time. Like, yeah, no, Olivia in her own right is a fantastic shot. I think it's just supposed to be like she's not Olympic level. But uh, I don't know. Yes. I felt like this was a little thin here. Yeah, like, they're they're trying to force hey. personality traits just mm-hmm. to show you there's a difference. And then Henry realizes, oh, wow, the government is after her. She's not crazy. Let me rip out my cab tracking device. Let me rip out the only thing that's keeping me sort of safe. Let me become an accomplice. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you can say like, oh, she forced me to take the tracker out. So it's fine. His ass is covered. But yeah, the Broyles and Bishop then review the footage and Broyles is like, there's only one person at Fringe Division who could make that shot. Like, is there? I feel like you need to up your standards if only one person uh, can make that from, shot. From a moving car, from like a moving vehicle, that's, that's a pretty impressive shot with a handgun. Yeah, I know, but I feel like in surely a division as big as Fringe Division, you have more than one sharpshooter. I, I would agree. I, I mean, if there is an Olympic sharpshooting competition and she was able to participate, it's just, it feels weird about would all of like the like sharpshooters of like the seal team be participating in the olympics or some shit like yeah like it it raises more questions than it resolves what is like the competition level compared to like people in the military for the sharpshooting i'm I'm just i'm just i'm just imagining you know how like there's the canadian um like team joint task force two yeah. yeah, Joint Task Force, where it's um, Joint Task Force 2, excuse me. Um, and it's like, yeah, no, these these people, like, their names are redacted, even though they hold, like, some of, like, the, like, furthest sniper kills. I'm just yep. imagining them at the Olympics. Um, <laughs> yeah. Where it's, it's like... just, you know, they've just got a black box over the person. <laughs> uh, just name redacted, country, Canada. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's no, country, Canada, event. question mark. <laughs> <laughs> We're pretty sure, but... <laughs> And up next, we have Beep from Canada. Would they be allowed to compete? Because technically, they are professionals at shooting. No, they they (laughs) would Um, not be allowed to compete. (laughs) uh, It depends. It depends on this in this alternate universe whether it's the equivalent of hockey, where you know you can have professional athletes in the sports. Okay, yeah, but um, there's a difference between professional athletes and like spec ops, name redacted soldiers. This isn't a question of would the Olympic Committee let them compete. It's would the government let yeah, them compete. But we're all, this listen, is already a non-cis universe. So assuming the l- government listen, does. There, I promise you that there are children with posters of name redacted on their walls. <laughs> and they idolize these name redacted people. I, I don't doubt that. I'm sure like SEAL Team 6 in what? Four years? will be like posters of them over, like standing patriotically over Osama's corpse and that's like posters. Well, SEAL that Team might be 6 a poster also here. has um SEAL Team 6 also is what every 4 years they're allowed to reveal or something like that's how long their confidentiality lasts. Yeah, something there's a 
four years after they leave the service or something. That's why there's so many yeah. books by them. Like that makes sense. Anyways, let's uh, let's continue continue on with this episode. <laughs> no, I refuse. <laughs> um, and let's move to them getting to uh, Massive Dynamic, where there is a happy park, and definitely the Massive Dynamic building is right behind. Uh, and we get a very once again a great little thing of the uh, of the alternate universe because there is one of the uh, penny bicycles, like penny farthing bicycles. Okay, but um, is that, that the is alternate right. universe, or is that just a dude in New York? <laughs> like that wasn't even a, that wasn't even an extra. That they were just filming, and that was yeah. the dude there. This it, just it wasn't happened. even New York. That was just BC. That's just how it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little like that could be alternate universe, or it could just be that weirdo in New York Park, <laughs> or sorry, in Martin. Luther Eldridge, Martin Luther King Eldridge Cleaver Memorial Park, where the quote is, we have I thought thought Eldridge was going to go in a different way there, and I'm very glad that it didn't. (laughs) It's just a statue of a huge, like, pile of tentacles in the middle. (laughs) Praise Cthulhu. That goes to infinity. (laughs) The quote isn't, the quote isn't, we have a dream, it's Cthulhu (laughs) Photogon. Oh, man. Yeah. And Henry comes out of the cab because Olivia doesn't see a massive dynamic there. And he's like, she's like, I'm not who I am. And he's like, yeah, I wasn't either. And then my wife saw that I was the man I could become. And um, Olivia's like, cool, that advice is nice, but doesn't apply because I'm literally not the person who they're trying to make me think I am. Yep. But <laughs> I, I appreciate the sentiment, that- but but no. <laughs> Uh, it's also at this point that we learn that Stockholm Syndrome has taken over, uh, has taken Henry. Because, um, yep, gets out, helps his, helps his uh, captor, and it's, <laughs> yeah. it's great. <laughs> yeah, and he, she's like, okay, well, there's a safe house. Um, I remember the address, it's a safe house. Let's go there. Uh, and then we see, we cut to Francis going to Frank and Olivia's apartment. And Frank's either very confident in his body or a fucking weirdo because he like throws on a shirt and then doesn't button up that shirt to answer the door. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Listen, come on, dude. In in this alternate universe, uh, the pizza delivery man meme works the other way around. You have um, to blow the pizza delivery guy to get your food. Well, no, you you the 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 person inside has to initiate everything, What's and it? yes, basically. <laughs> Interesting. Frank's not having right. a good time of it, though, because uh, they go inside and he's like, I, no one will tell me what's wrong. And there's a lot of empty hard liquor bottles scattered oh, around yeah, the apartment. He's... There's like an he almost is, uh... finished bottle of scotch on the table. I think there's an empty 40 of vodka behind him. Some, Some Chinese, Chinese food. food. At least, at least yeah. he's eating food. <laughs> I mean, yeah, at least he's eating. Um, and obviously working out like 20 hours out of the, the, the day. I mean, if he's drinking that much, it still looks on. like that. Jesus Christ, dude. I mean, you there's don't... also, like, several open bottles of booze, but they aren't finished. Like, they're still mostly full in the background. And they're scattered around the apartment. And I'm like, he really finish likes a mixed fucking drinks. bottle. <laughs> no, he really likes mixed drinks. <laughs> his scotch with his rye me. with his whiskey. He's just <laughs> drinking weird Long Island iced teas. That's why he needs so many different ones. <laughs> He's drinking the abomination yes. David made that one New Year's. 
<laughs> of agave, uh, a Smirnoff ice, some Coke, some root beer, and then some vodka, I think. Yeah, you threw it, some... was, it was anything desperately trying to cover the agave taste. Which There was Fireball in bad. that too, I think. Yeah. You were, yeah, and then we watched Gross. episode one and tried to drink and through it, was it incredible. And, then, and then gave up. <sighs> that was the beginning of um, Measuring Cup. Yes, that was a nice. fun time. That's yeah. a fun little tradition yeah. as well. Uh, as an explanation, um, just a quick aside, because we're almost on the episode, I swear. Um, it was, I forget what New Year's this was, but we went, hey, we should measure how much we drink in a night. So we went to Dollarama and bought a bunch of measuring cups. And now whenever we have get-togethers, everyone has a measuring cup with their name on it. And we don't measure how much we drink. We just drink out of measuring cups with fun straws. The measuring cup also makes it very easy to uh, make yourself a mixed drink at a ratio yes. you want. <laughs> yes, that's true. Because <laughs> you literally go, uh, hey, it's, it's literally a measuring high cup. amount of alcohol ratio. Yeah. It leads to some other fun New Year's if someone challenges you to chug wine. Specifically, if Nick challenges you to chug wine and he's well, chugging oh, he's water. Chugging water. Yeah. <laughs> and you race. And I still won. Did you, though? Mainly... <laughs> Mainly because I just broke down laughing halfway through. It was really good. David, you were singing in your the way through. David, you were singing in your sleep that night. Did you really win? I won the battle, not the war. <laughs> your tastes are bad. Oh, I should listen to those recordings again. Anyways, Olivia anyway. pulls up in front of. Um, the safe house that Walter yeah, the, mentioned, right? Yeah, the safe house. And. Um, she she sneaks in an open window into the house and she hears some music and a thumping song sound. So she pulls out her gun and there's just a dog wanting to get pet and his tail is thumping on the ground. Yep. And I'm like, don't shoot the At dog. At which point, Olivia. Olivia doesn't run out of this house because it's obviously not a safe house if there's a dog in here. <laughs> and Olivia goes, ah, this dog is, I feel threatened physically by this dog. And she shoots and kills the dog like a good police officer. Hey, look up the police killing dog statistics. I think it's higher than some kill shelters. Yikes. Yeah. That's got to be a no for me, dog. But thanks for coming out and auditioning for American Idol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Anyways. and then she, uh, Olivia finds some pictures of Bolivia and, oh, hey, look, Olivia's mom is still alive. <gasps> we already knew this, Yay. though. Like, yeah, but now we, now we actually see her. Mm-hmm. Um. And so they hug, and Olivia's like, but I'm not your daughter. My mom died 14 years ago, and like we lived in Jacksonville. And her mom's like, but how would you know about this house? It's not like you were injected with B lymphocytes and had <laughs> memories of an alternate <laughs> self implanted in your mind. Absolutely Listen, not. The, totally not. The, abs- the, the amount of accidental gaslighting in this episode is incredible. The amount yeah. of actual just on-purpose gaslighting is incredible. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so Olivia like seems to accept that yeah, this is her mom. This is the house she grew up in and Frances shows up and her mom is like, "Yeah, she's here." And Olivia seems normal and like greets Charlie. And yeah, she seems to kind of accept that she's Bolivia at this point and and that everything uh, was a weird dream, obviously. Yeah, Walter and it's like, "Brandon, the treatment works." It just took longer than you th- than you thought it would. And he's like, no, 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 no. It was the adrenaline. It helped the B lymphocytes cross the blood-brain barrier, which makes no sense whatsoever. 
At, but, at least at least the blood brain barrier is a real thing that it's almost impossible yeah. to have drugs cross. But you know. Yeah. Also, that That's... would mean that like she didn't have any adrenaline rushes during this crazy surgeries they were doing to her. Like this was her yeah. first rush of adrenaline. Olivia is a smooth operator. Didn't you know this? Just ice in her veins all the time. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. And so she she drives off with um Francis and Henry sees her get in the car and I guess kind of looks confused or disappointed. It maybe concerned is the better term for it. Mm-hmm. Um but uh she's joking with Charlie on the way back where she's like thanks for being a friend. He's like thanks for not killing me. And uh-huh. her ha, personality ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Her personality kind of shifts into Bolivia. Um, and then Broyles is talking to Walter and he's like, hey, why the fuck are you doing this? And Bishop's like, oh, you'll find out about it soon enough. And he's like, I want to find out about it now. And he's like, soon enough. And I run your department. Don't worry about the fact <laughs> that I put someone who's definitely completely loyal to you and always will be on your team again. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then we shift back to normal universe where Peter is being interrogated by, I think, a senator. Yeah. And it's just kind of an overview of why Peter came back. Um, and Bolivia is waiting outside with Walter, where Walter is eating Oreos. And then, what do you mean? This isn't Bolivia. That's completely normal Olivia. Um, <laughs> well, I call, I call her Bolivia because she's blonde Olivia. Yep. Right? Just like how That's, we know is Ginger that, is Olivia. Is that not yeah. Bolivia? <laughs> Bolivia, Bolivia, Bolivia. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing about the joke. Is why there's no B size battery because it sounds like you're stuttering. Like I need a b- battery. <laughs> <laughs> I love that joke. Uh, but yeah, uh, they Peter finishes up the interrogation. Walter's like, "Oh, let's have dinner. I'm starving." And Peter's like, "Oh, there's only one thing I could think about while I was in that interrogation: smooching you." Nom nom right. nom nom nom. Yeah, and then he eats her face. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the start of the next fringe case. <laughs> Peter's on a cannibalistic tear eating faces. Luckily, it does solve the alternate universe Olivia problem. Just she gets her face eaten. <laughs> and unfortunately, they do not have the same medical technology over on our side. No. Yeah. Because the writers, the writers went, okay, so Peter stopped being like a disbelieving asshole and actually got character development. Oh, wait, he needs to be an asshole again to Walter because he's not his real dad. Okay, that's all solved. I know, we'll make the audience hate him for falling in love with Bolivia and not Olivia or not realizing the difference. We're geniuses. <laughs> but yeah, that's the, uh, that's the episode. The Observer passes in front of the taxicab before Olivia gets out at the Martin Luther Park. And the glyph for the episode is Amber, which can either refer to the use of Amber in the alternate universe or even the ambered color hair that Olivia is now sporting, (gasps) being forced to believe she is Bolivia. (gasps) Layers. (laughs) All right, David, it's time for our favorite part of (laughs) the episode. I forgot that this comes back. Fuck! Is there one for this? There is not, which means Nick needs to make one up on the spot. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, really? There isn't one? Um, there, there is not one in the notes that I have here, sadly. Um, Fringepedia has failed me. 
Where is um, the next episode page? Well, so here, listen, I'm just going to I'm just going to lay it out for you. You you're ready for this craziness? If we remember back to the end of the last episode when we went over to the other side or when uh they crossed back over to the other side and we saw Olivia like smile and then we cut cut back to this side and we saw Olivia in a cage. That perfectly got everything ready for what was going to be happening in this episode because it literally was just a continuation. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> the next episode clue was the similar set. Was the fact that the, the this episode started off where the last episode ended. As they oh my did. god. <laughs> I never would have guessed. Incredible, right? Um, no, if we want to go for something like actually insane, um, in the previous episode... Um, during that one scene where they look at the doll, um, where they like spot the, the, the doll that the, the one girl has or like really wants from the other side, um, that doll was actually named, um, Beta Betty, um, and that is a <laughs> reference to the beta lymphocytes that are injected into Olivia in this one. Boom. What? <laughs> What nonsense? <laughs> yeah, it does it does not look like there is a next episode clue from over there part 2 into Olivia. Are there yeah. are there any more in general? Yes, yes, but there's also no no episode clue from Olivia to the next episode, but then they pick up again. That yes, actually pisses me off more. <laughs> like <laughs> Do them for every episode or don't do them at all. What is this bullshit? <laughs> no, David, these months were just too difficult for people to find. Fucking hell. Oh, there's a page that's next episode clue candidates. Oh. Because it appeared there had to be some discussion amongst the community for what they would be. So they're all fake. They're nonsense. They're fake. <laughs> I mean, some of them are legitimate. Like the, the he is here. Yeah. Anyways, uh, fun facts. 301 candidate images. No! It wasn't archived. It wasn't archived. We have some uh, references to the Alter Universe and how weird it is. We talked about some of them, like the uh, Marksmanship Gold Medal. Um, When we first see Henry, he's listening to the radio, and the radio is mentioning that uh, John F. Kennedy is stepping down as the UN ambassador for the States, showing that he hasn't been assassinated in this universe. Um, yes. We mentioned dogs. Um, we mentioned the daily fights to the moon, as well as the U.S. Mail Service is uh, rather is there rather than the U.S. Postal Service. And um, they mentioned Tom Cruise uh, offhandedly as a TV yep. star, not a movie star. Hmm. Sit down, watch some Tom Cruise to end the day. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Mission Impossible got a TV show remake instead of a movie series remake. Maybe. Well, well, the important thing to recognize is over on this side, there there isn't some spooky cult um, that Tom Cruise is a part of. Ed. Oh, spooky geez. cult that uh, <laughs> Olivia is a part of. Um, Henry does mention Jedi mind trick as well at some point, so we know Star Wars exists. Yeah, yes, we went full we do know on that depth. Star Wars exists. <laughs> and it makes we went into great detail about how Star Wars exists. Yep, in a totally canon discussion of how Star Wars <laughs> exists in the alternate fridge universe. Hey, I think 
Oh, did we just lose? Whoops. Yeah. Football? I, nope, I accidentally clicked on the wrong voice channel. I think we're the <laughs> only ones um, who are talking about Fringe. So anything we say is canon now. Oh, yeah, sure. I'd, I'd be down for this. Um, I don't know. When was the last post on the Fringe subreddit? Uh, yesterday, probably. I think surpri- it's the Fringe subreddit is surprisingly active. I can't look at it because I think it's covered in spoilers. It is most definitely covered in spoilers, and you cannot touch that. Yeah. They do do a good job at um, self-censoring. Mm-hmm. Um, two days ago was... Uh, here, if I sort by new, um, two days ago was the most recent post. Nick, make a post advertising our podcast right now. No. It'll be the second (laughs) post advertising our podcast in that subreddit. (laughs) I made the first. Yay. Okay. Um, I think, what, that's fun facts. That's next episode clue. Uh, Observer and Cypher? Yeah, we did all that. So we just need the episode rating. Okay. What does everyone think about this episode? This is a fun season opener. Yeah. Um, this it is, is not bound, and that makes me happy. Yeah, it's uh, not bound, so it's really good. Uh, it's probably like a four out of five for me. This is a a strong season opener. Does a good job at kind of putting the season stakes immediately at the forefront, uh, setting up future stuff. Um, yeah, it's just a fun episode. You get a longer view of the normal interactions, more or less, of the alternate universe, mm-hmm. and. Excited to see more of the alternate universe. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I would agree with that. Um, it, I think. Yeah. yeah, this does a very solid job of like opening up on what we're going to be sort of expecting out of, the, out of the season. I think it's a really, yeah, really enjoyed it as an episode. I'll, yeah, I'll give it a four as well. Somewhere between a three and a half and a four. Yeah, I think four, I no is, idea. four is the correct rating for this. Definitely a better than average episode for Fringe. And a great way to start the season off. Yeah, it's a fun episode for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, um, thank you and welcome to season three of Four Seasons and Funeral. This is our season premiere. It got rambly, which means it was good. <laughs> I can't believe we've made it this far. Yeah. <laughs> this Holy is, crap! Dude. We are we are now um, closer to the start of season five than we are to the start of season one. Yep. That's wild to me. Crazy. Um, we are also, I think, an episode or two away from fifty-two episodes. Hey. Oh boy. Which means, uh, right, because the most recent episode last week's would have been 49. This is 50. So we're two episodes away from uh, 52, which is a year's worth of episodes. Jeez. And we have not missed all a week. That, all that content. Good on us. We almost missed a week somewhere in there. Yeah. <laughs> so many content. <laughs> almost. But, we, we did it. We got it in. But David is fantastic <laughs> at editing. And so... <laughs> Still on schedule. Okay. Also, if anyone is listening to this, what the fuck is going on with episode <laughs> over where, like over there on this? Like, what Part the fuck one. is happening with that episode? I'm it so has like thirty six. It last it's time you talked 50, to me about it, it's at fifty downloads. What the hey. fuck? <laughs> over where there on the stair episode like twenty two of season two has fifty downloads as of now. All the I'm episode before is... that, Northwest Passage, has two. The episode after <laughs> that has eight. 
All I'm gonna say is is that that is that rhymey that rhymey uh, thing right there really makes me think that that got picked up by some kid's shit, and that's not good for us. I, no, but no, I have it marked as explicit as well. Yeah, it's like yeah. I don't have this. Like I, we mark every episode as explicit, right? So children shouldn't be able to pick it up unless their parents aren't setting their their Spotify uh, or their parental like stuff yeah. properly. Yeah, like it should get auto filtered. <laughs> Hey, if you want to explain yeah, why you're one of the 52 people who listen to Over There on the Stair, but not any of our other fantastic episodes, you should write to us on Twitter at Forsaf or email us at Forsaf at gmail.com. Um, if you want to listen to more fantastic content that may or may not be as good as Over There on the Stair. I don't remember <laughs> doing that episode and the quality of it, so who knows? It, this could I be don't... as good. It, it it came right after Northwest Passage, which I think is our greatest episode ever. Yeah. And I'm so yeah. upset Why are, it has so little downloads. Why aren't you listening to Northwest Passage, the origin of the Washington State joke? If you want to get in on the Washington State joke, listen to Northwest Passage. It's amazing. Uh, but yeah, if you want more of that, you can listen to us on any podcatching service that exists. And if we're not on it, yell at the maintainer of that platform to add us. Uh, we're on Spotify, Google Play, Amazon Alexa, uh, iTunes. Yes. Our home is Podbean. Support them if you want, I guess. Um, they've been nice to us. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm assuming mailbag is empty. If you want to actually have a mailbag se- segment, write us some mail. Explain I, what we're doing wrong. Explain what I we're doing right. I haven't checked mailbag in so long. Yeah, no, it's empty. <laughs> <laughs> so so listen to to incredible viewers the important thing to note is unless you specifically say that you want us to say your name we won't say your name and if you're very afraid of us like saying anything just use a 10 minute mail account and send us that there's yeah. no no one's ever gonna send us an email dude <laughs> i'd be shocked hit us Who up knows? on the tweeters yo we'll respond to everything you send us i promise Just. We, we need to know why you downloaded that episode, but not the other ones. <laughs> it's it's killing us so inside. Confusing. It's actually is. I'm so confused. <laughs> oh, on this baffling note, outro. The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch is licensed under a attribution non-commercial 3.0 creative commons license.